you for joining us for our Word of the Day. This morning as we're continuing through the Bible, we're going to look at Romans chapter number 4. Romans is probably one of the most theologically rich books in the New Testament, if not the entire Bible. And it's, it's written by the Apostle Paul, who is writing to the church at Rome later on in his life to deal with some issues that have come up in the church of Rome. It's also the longest letter that the Apostle Paul ever wrote. And the church at Rome was a very unique church. Of course, it was established by Paul on one of his missionary journeys back in Acts chapter 18. And this church was uh, made up of Jewish and Gentile believers. Uh, Jews who had accepted Christ as their Savior and Gentiles who had rejected their false gods and accepted Jesus as their Savior. And so it was a, a very blended church, a very unified church, a wonderful church. But then, uh, one of the Roman emperors expelled all the Jews from Rome. The uh, Jewish uh, follow the people who were Jewish by birth and by religion, also the Jewish Christians. They were all kicked out of Rome for about five years. Uh, five years later, they are allowed to return, and these Jewish Christians return to Rome and return to the church that they had loved so many years ago. And now it's it's filled and it's run by Gentile believers. And to the Roman believers, the Gentiles had really gone into uh, heresy and false religion. They were not following the Jewish traditions that they had followed when they were there in Rome and they had followed when they were left. They, these Jewish believers, these Gentile believers weren't getting circumcised. They weren't following the dietary restrictions. They weren't obeying the, the rituals and the, the Passover things that they still believed in and they still practiced while they were Jewish believers. And so Paul is writing to correct the Jewish belief that to become a believer, you had to obey the Jewish traditions and laws before you could be saved or to keep your salvation. And so he begins in, you know, by, by really discussing how no one is worthy of God's grace. You know, Romans chapter 3 has, of course, you know, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For there is none righteous, no, not one. But then chapter 4, Paul begins to talk about Abraham. Now, this is important because Abraham was the father of the Jewish nation. He was revered in the Jewish uh, nation, and every Jew knew who Abraham was. They cherished him, they revered him, they looked up to him and honored him. And so Paul begins to talk about Abraham and Abraham's faith. And look what he says starting in verse 2. If Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. What does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Now, this was important because, again, the Jews looked up to Abraham. He was the father of their nation. He was a revered figure. And they looked at all the things that he had done, and he did a lot of things. He, of course, left his home uh, as a 75-year-old man just to follow God, to go somewhere he had no idea where he was going. He, of course, uh, offered up his son as a sacrifice to God. God, of course, spared him in that moment, but he had the faith to offer up his son, and he went through the motions of offering his son as a sacrifice before God stopped him. He was the one who instituted circumcision. He was the one who instituted the tithe. And so they were looking to Abraham for all the things he did, and were like, man, he did 
incredible things, so we should do these things as well. And Paul's saying, it wasn't what Abraham did that justified him before God. It was what Abraham believed that justified him before God. It was his faith and his belief that no matter what God asked him to do, if God asked him to leave his home uh, and go to a place he didn't know, if God asked him to sacrifice his son as an offering, whatever God asked him to do, he believed the promises of God and he believed that God had his best in mind and God was going to take care of him and God was going to provide for him and God was going to do everything God said he had promised. No matter what happened, if God asked him to do it, Abraham believed he was going to, to do what God said. So he had faith in God. And that's, that's what justifies us before God. Now, justified literally means made righteous. We are not made righteous before God because of what we do either before salvation or after salvation. We're not made righteous before God because we go to church every time the doors are open or because we give the most uh, money to the church while we're there or because we read the Bible through uh, once a year or because we pray one hour a day or because we do anything. We're not justified by God because we do anything. We're justified with God because we believe that God did for us what we could never do that God took the form of man, lived a perfect, sinless life. He became sin for us so we could become the righteousness of God. He became what we were so we could become what He is. And all we have to do to be justified with God is believe that God did that for us. Thanks so much for joining us for our Word of the Day. Be sure to be back here tomorrow as we continue through the Bible. Have a blessed day.